Welcome to the Brand Design Masters podcast, the show dedicated to helping you build the skills you need to design bulletproof brands for yourself, your business, and for the clients and customers you serve. And now, here's Philip. Hey guys, the following podcast episode comes from a YouTube live stream I did recently. Many of you in my audience have requested that I make my live streams available as audio so you can listen to them on the go rather than just being tethered to a computer. So I've started to republish some of my lives as podcasts to make that possible. I share a boatload of valuable tips and tools and methods and resources on my live streams, and I want to be sure that you guys don't miss a thing. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, please take a moment to rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform or share the show on social or with a friend or a colleague. And with that, on to the show. everybody. I'm excited to share with you today because the subject matter of today is near and dear to my heart, which is the stuff they don't teach you in school and all the stuff you are not prepared for when you get out of school. And you don't have to have just gotten out of school over the last few months or last couple of years. You can be out of school for five, 10 years and still be kind of coming to the realization that there's stuff that you did not get taught in school and that you really need to know in order to run a freelance business, run your career, even if you work for an agency or in-house. There's stuff you need to know that is completely outside of the curriculum of any kind of design school, fine arts school, in many cases, liberal arts schools. And so that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. I wanted to share with you seven things that I see as being things that they don't teach you in school that you really need to know. And it's seven major topics, but there's a whole lot of things within those seven themes. And so it's going to be, I kind of say, it's not a total rant, like I'm not really angry, but I am kind of angry. I'm angry that they have not adjusted or improved the formal education system in this country to address, for the most part, the stuff you really need to survive in today's economy as a creative professional. And it's really frustrating to me. I was invited, I was talking to SCAD, who is the South Carolina Art and Design School, very kind of prestigious design school who were thinking about bringing me onto their faculty. And I did not want to relocate. And to be honest, the salary wasn't what I'm making even close. And so I passed on it. But when I was talking to them, and this was just a couple of years ago, I really dug into like what's in their curriculum today. Because I wanted to hear back if some of the stuff that I was thinking was missing was still missing. And I have to say, for the most part, some of the stuff that they have now introduced into the curriculum is starting to address some of the stuff that I'm talking about, but one or two things, but it doesn't really get into the kind of depth that is necessary in order to run a business today or to survive out there. And so the stuff I'm going to share with you today is stuff that you need to learn. In my opinion, you should have learned. They should have addressed it in some way, shape or form in design school. And I know that we also, probably everyone in the audience, has bones to pick with the education systems in general, that they don't teach you stuff you need to live, right, to adult, as they say. And um, that can be very frustrating. But I think that there are very specific things about being a creative professional that are needed to survive. 
Now, this is stuff you need to learn and you need to, it's incumbent upon you to drive your own continuing education forward. And there's a number of ways that you can do that through education platforms like Skillshare and LinkedIn Learning. You can do it through joining a mastermind group like the Brand Design Masters Guild that I run. You can do it through developing a relationship and finding a mentor, a one-on-one mentor, or do some individual coaching, which I also offer, in order to improve and grow in these areas that our education system has failed you and failed us. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Seven things they don't teach you in design school. A bit of a rant. Okay. I went to fine art school. You guys might not know this, but I actually have my master's degree in painting. And I started off my career as an educator, both as an intern and as a teacher at university level, teaching painting and drawing, in some cases, photography. And then I started putting my work on t-shirts and selling my shirts in New York City. And then I stumbled into the fashion industry. I learned about computers. I learned that I was a great teacher and I took that into creative direction and then had 15 years in the fashion industry then moved into the agency world and then the client side and back and forth. So that's kind of my history. I went to art school. I knew most of my friends were in the design um, departments and I've also been on the advisory board of a number of art schools in San Francisco as a portfolio review person to graduating seniors. Also with the AIGA, I've reviewed thousands of portfolios in portfolio review kind of events with the AIGA, the American Institute of Graphic Arts. So I have seen and know a lot about the design school industry. And some of my really great friends have been um, heads of design in, in universities as well. So I know what they teach. And I know they're also, in many cases, they're as frustrated as I am with what is taught in design school. And so the first thing that they don't teach you, which is important to know, is time management. If anybody's been watching me for a while, you know that I surveyed my email list a while back and asked them what was the one thing that they were struggling with the most. And the number one answer I thought was going to be finding more clients. I thought it was going to be improving my design skills. It was not. It was time management. Time management and organization was the number one problem of 350 people who responded to my question about what was they were struggling with the most. They do not go into that, how you manage your time, both your work time and your personal uh, work-life balance. They do not go into that. And there's a number of tools that you can use, tools like Calendly, which is a great, great uh, application for having people being able to schedule time with you. You can also set it up so they have to pay, you know, to schedule time with you. Um, So you can monetize that. There's apps like Basecamp and Toggle. Toggle is a time tracking program that I also use in my agency, which is free. I don't know how they make money. I mean, there are advanced levels of it, but for a whole lot of functionality, it's free. There's Google Calendar, there's Asana, Trello, all those time management and project management apps. And so there are a ton of apps out there that can help you with time management. And I am a firm believer in the idea that if it doesn't get scheduled, it doesn't get done. So if you put it on your schedule and try to keep to that schedule every day, you are going to have a much more productive day. And you know that you are accountable to your schedule, so you will organize your time around hitting those time slots. 
even when I have days where I have zero client meetings, which are pretty rare, but the days where I have no client meetings and I'm really just working on my own stuff, either courses or content, I schedule out my day. I schedule out my lunch. I schedule out my coffee breaks. I schedule out how long I spend on individual things. Now, I don't always stick to it, right? I might run over or I might get distracted by an email or some fire I have to put out, but it gives me an idea and a North Star that I can shoot for. And so working on your time management in terms of organizing your day is one of those skills you really have to sharpen. And I'm also a firm believer in do the one thing first. And that's kind of a philosophy that's grown out of Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week where he suggests three things. But choose that one thing that if you got a little bit farther on that one thing that day, that the day wouldn't have been a total waste. So it's so easy and so often that we come to the end of our day and we feel like we didn't get anything done and we're really frustrated and we're ping-ponging back and forth, attention deficit to a million things, and we never made any progress. Pick the one thing that if you move the ball forward a little bit that day, do that one thing first. Before you open your email, before you open a browser window, unless it's necessary for that thing, do that one thing first. Put in a good hour, good hour and a half on that thing before you do anything else. That way, if the day gets away from you or some fire comes along, you will have gotten something done that makes you feel good. So I recently shared that with a coaching client of mine, and she says it's been absolutely transformative. It's such a simple idea, but her days were getting away from her on a regular basis, and I shared the one important thing with her, and she's been doing it religiously, and she says that she is having much, much better time and easier time with her self-esteem around what she's getting done and with her calendar in general. Number two is financial stuff, and financial stuff has a lot of arms right? So there's tracking your time, like with Toggle. So if you get paid hourly or when you're budgeting your projects, you have to know how long projects take, right? So you want to be able to track your time so you can link your finances or your hourly rate, what you want to be making to your time. There's also being able to audit your finances. So establishing a budget, establishing a way to track your budget from all of your expenses, from your rent, your supplies, your technology, your software as a service, any consultants you might use, your tax person, software you have to buy, hardware you have to buy, office supplies. You want to be able to make sure that you have a system for managing your finances. And there are lots of different systems for that. I'm going to flip forward just so you can see but we'll flip back like FreshBooks and QuickBooks. I use an application called Xero, which is pretty intense and pretty fully functional. QuickBooks and FreshBooks are okay for most people. If you use a lot of contractors and need to subcontract out, Xero is probably a better bet because FreshBooks and QuickBooks don't do that very well. If you need a CRM program, a customer resource management program, HubSpot is a great place to start because you get a certain level for free. And then you're also aspects of design contracts that link right back to finances. So doing proposals right? And so LegalZoom is a great resource for legal design contracts and legal contracts. But like I said, the financial stuff, setting a budget, being able to track expenses, uh, developing proposals, creating, pricing your work, how to price your work, how to price your work so you're profitable, how much to charge for what you do. They don't teach you any of that in design school, which really is crazy. Like they don't give you any structure for in terms of how you should be pricing your work or what affects the prices of your work. 
how you're going to be billing. What are you going to use to invoice people? Are you going to develop something in Illustrator and design and make a PDF and send that out? Are you going to use a program like FreshBooks or QuickBooks and actually have it digitally sent? How are you managing all that financial stuff? I think one of the biggest things are design schools fall down. And to be honest with you, creative professionals in general fall down is they don't do a great job of planning their expenses, budgeting or doing projections. If you're not projecting out your next year or your next quarter and saying, how many clients do I need this month? How much, how many billings, how many projects do I need to make this month? How much are my expenses going to be every month? That's going to come off the top of my revenue. How much taxes am I going to owe on that revenue? If you're not doing any sort of financial projections or planning, you don't have goals or targets that you need to hit. That's another thing they don't teach you in design school at all. And it's one of those things that it's pretty important to sharpen your pencil on and to learn because that's how you run a business. You have to learn the financial side of it. The next one is how to get a job. <laughs> this is the one that probably frustrates me more than absolutely anything. How to get a job. Like, this drives me crazy. In design school, they teach you about aesthetics. They teach you about art history. They teach you about solving problems. They teach you about how to use applications. But when it comes down to it, they don't really teach you and they might have a job placement department in the college, but usually they're very lame. And so there's a few things that are really critically important when you're a creative professional looking for a job either in-house or with an agency, and that is interviewing skills. You have to understand how to interview well. I've interviewed tens, no, I'm not gonna say tens, that's an exaggeration, but good four or 5,000 people in my life and freelancers, full-time people in portfolio reviews. And interviewing for a creative position is an art. And so you have to learn how to pitch yourself, how to promote yourself, how to present your work effectively. How you present your work is sometimes dependent on the type of person or the level of person that you're presenting to. You have to learn essentially sales skills, how to sell your skills to somebody. As I said, how you present in interviews, whether you're presenting to a senior director or a creative director or a executive creative director or a VP of design, how you present to those people differs. Your work does not speak for itself. A lot of people think that they walk in with their resume and their portfolio and they just lay it on the table and it's like everything's going to take care of itself. They're going to be blown away by my work. They're going to see how talented I am. They know I'm hungry because I'm here in the interview, but they don't know how to tell a story. They don't know how to talk about their work strategically. They don't know how to talk about the projects that they work on. They don't know how to ask questions about the company that they're looking for a job in, how to do research on the company that they want to get a job in, how to ask the right questions about that job, about their clients, about what they work on, about their growth, about the structure of the organization, all these sorts of questions, all this sort of stuff they don't teach you in school. And you really have to know that when you get out, because we all know, right? We all know that the online job application system today is absolutely broken. There are a million job listings out there. You can go on ComArts or any of the Monster or any of those sites and you can apply for positions, but there are hundreds of resumes that are coming in for that position, hundreds of portfolios. Generally, they're getting read by bots, by AI. And unless your resume conforms to the AI, to the, the keywords that they're looking for for that position, it's like throwing your resume and your portfolio into a black hole. I know people who have applied for hundreds of jobs and never gotten a response back. How demoralizing is that? 
you have to really understand what it takes to find a job these days. And 90% of the time, that is through your network, through people that you know or introductions that can be made for you, through pressing the flesh and getting introduced or recommended by somebody. This episode of the Brand Design Masters podcast is sponsored by Bring Your Own Laptop. BYOL.me is a top tier Adobe application video training website featuring Daniel Scott. Daniel's a certified Adobe trainer and keynote speaker at the Adobe Max conference every year. At BYOL.me forward slash Philip, you can learn everything from the basics to advanced aspects of your favorite Adobe applications, all for one low monthly subscription fee. Visit BYOL.me forward slash Philip. P-H-I-L-I-P. Again, that's B-Y-O-L dot M-E forward slash Philip. I just know you're going to be amazed at Bring Your Own Laptops courses. So how to get a job and all the things that go into getting a job are one of those things that the design industry kind of in terms of the organized education system turns its back on. And I find that really, really frustrating. As I'm saying all this and bitching about, you know, the bones I have to pick with design education, the undercurrent of everything I'm talking about is that if you feel like you are lacking in this area, there are resources for you. Number one, I teach this stuff. I teach this stuff in my paid mastermind groups. I teach this stuff with my coaching clients. I teach this stuff for free through YouTube. I've got over 200 videos on my channel on YouTube teaching stuff all about the things that I'm mentioning. And there are Skillshare, $15 a month. You can have access to all sorts of continuing education, LinkedIn learning, same thing. And there's lots of learning platforms. So it's the undercurrent of what I'm saying is that you have to take it upon yourself to recognize what it is that you're missing and to go after it and to go after it in a really pointed way and find a resource for improving your knowledge level on that thing because you have been failed. You have been failed by your education system. Now, here's the other thing. If you're longer in your career, like myself or some other people I know in chat here, it might have been a while since you were in school. The other thing is that a lot of this stuff changes very quickly over time. So even if you were in school and even if you learned some of this stuff, it also changes dramatically. Project management, time management, financial management, client management, the business landscape evolves. And so your approach to it and your knowledge of how to deal with it has to evolve as well. Let's move on to number four. Oh, I didn't even talk about this part of it. So the other aspect of this is that they don't teach you about the types of jobs that are out there. So there are agency jobs. So working for a design agency or branding or marketing or advertising agency, there are in-house jobs. So working on the client side for a company or a corporation and the nuances and differences between what it's like to be a creative professional in those different environments. They don't teach you about that. They don't teach you about all of the do's and don'ts and the workings of being a freelancer or how to establish a temp to perm relationship. They don't teach you about staffing agencies like Aquin or 24-7 Talent or Artisan Talent. These are creative professional staffing agencies, which if you work for them or present to them, they can find you work. They don't tell you about that stuff. They don't teach you that that is a great leg up or a great way to get into the industry. They also don't teach you how to deal with headhunters or what even headhunters are. These are recruiters, independent recruiters. They're sometimes recruiters that work for companies. They don't tell you or teach you how to navigate and communicate with a recruiter and who's paying the recruiter 
Usually it's the company that is looking for people. So one of the biggest mistakes, because they think that the recruiter's on their side. The recruiter is not on your side. The recruiter is trying to get the best deal for the company, their salary or their commission. And so these are all sorts of things that go into finding a job, which kind of glossed over in the education industry. Now, another big one is marketing and branding yourself. And this is one that I spend a lot of time on and do a lot of videos on is how you market yourself, how you position yourself. What does your website look like? What does your portfolio look like? Where are you going to post those things? Social media, what you're going to do on social media, how you communicate your value to clients through your website or through your copy or through your social media posts or content. What the ROI, return on investment, of working with you is to clients, how to communicate that. You have to learn how to sell yourself, whether you're selling yourself internally so you can get promoted in the company or agency that you work for, or whether you're selling yourself externally to clients. There is marketing and promoting and branding within the job environment. Like if you have a full-time job, you also have to think about those things because eventually you're gonna be looking for a new job, you're gonna be on the street, so you want to build a brand so when that eventuality happens, you're not caught with your pants down. And the other thing is a lot of those same skills go into establishing relationships in a company. And I'm going to get to that in a little bit. So some of the aspects of marketing and branding and promoting yourself are how are you going to design your products and services? What are you going to offer? If you have an agency or freelance, you're independent. What is it that you offer? What is your skill set? How are you going to package your services? Are you going to sell brand identity system design for a set price? Are you going to quote it for different size companies? Are you going to post those prices and those packages on your website? Also social media strategies. So how are you going to go about using social media to market and promote yourself? Are you going to do content marketing? Are you going to share your portfolio, your work? Are you going to share case studies? Are you going to curate content around the subject matter that's going to benefit or drive clients to you? Another aspect of marketing yourself that schools don't cover, competitive research. So who out there is your competition as a creative pro? Who's out there doing what you do? How are they doing it? Where are they showing up? What does their website look like? What does the customer journey or copy say about what they do, their products, their services? What's their tone of voice? Have you done any competitive research on your own creative agency or freelance competition? You should do that. They don't teach you that in school. Website communication. What is the customer journey of your website? I talked a little bit about this a few lives ago, maybe last week, where I was talking about, oh, the seven mistakes that people make on their websites. And one of them is customer journey copy. Like, are you talking too much about yourself or are you talking to your customer? Are you speaking in a problem solution kind of way so they can identify with what it is that you offer and see themselves in the solution of what you offer? Content strategy, that's another one. Like, how are you going to be using content to promote and to brand yourself? All of these subjects are key subjects that you want to learn about and have a decent handle on in order to make it in today's professional world. And these are things that the design school system does not really touch on. And as I said, YouTube, my YouTube videos, others' YouTube videos, Skillshare, LinkedIn Learning, seminars, paid courses, there's a lot of different ways to learn this stuff. But you want to, number one, do an audit of yourself and what you think that you know, what you think that you may be coming up a little bit short on, and try to do a little assessment of yourself. Try to pinpoint two or three areas where you feel like you might not have a firm handle on things. And then go out and search down some continuing education on that. 
Number five is navigating corporate and agency life. This is one of those things to a certain extent, it's kind of hard to teach. So this isn't a massive ding on the education system, but I really feel like they should have some sort of communication skills or networking skills or negotiating skills training in design school because it's so critical when you get into a in-house environment, whether it's an agency or a company, and you have to navigate politics because there are corporate politics, there are agency politics, and they will deeply affect how well you fare in those environments in your job. Whether you are promotable, whether you are recognized, whether you are getting the best salary that you can get for yourself, whether you're going to be able to advance in your career. And so how you work with your manager, how do you communicate to your manager? What do you say to them? How do you get on their best side? How do you position yourself to be promoted? How do you deal with upper management? How do you manage up? We all think about being managed, like what's my creative director saying to me? What's my VP? What's my CMO saying to me? You have to figure out also how you manage up. How do you manage those relationships up so you can get what it is that you want? You can move where you want in the organization. Those sorts of communication skills are absolutely critical to your success, but they don't touch on it at all in terms of any preparing you for that sort of thing. Now, some of these, yes, some of these are life lesson, right? But I deeply feel that there are insights, there are tools, there is education that can happen around this sort of stuff that will make people's lives easier. And that's one of the things I do on my channel and in my lives and the Brand Design Masters Facebook group and in my guild masterminds. That's my mission in life is to smooth the way for you guys. And so surfacing these things where I feel like the education system has failed you is important to me because I want you to be able to self-assess and say, Phil's saying that I need to have my handle on this, and I haven't really given that one much thought, I might wanna kind of search out some insights on that. Now, chances are many of you listening might have first come across me via my YouTube channel. Building my presence on YouTube has done more to build my personal brand than any other platform. So I wanna share with you the one resource that was critical in growing my channel. It's a YouTube plugin called TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy is a freemium browser extension that you use to manage and optimize your YouTube channel videos. It saves a massive amount of time doing the mundane tasks like adding cards and managing your video descriptions. But it also provides incredible value through its video analytics, showing you data about your competitors' videos that's absolutely invisible without it. It also helps with adding metadata to your videos so they show up better in search. If you want to take your YouTube work to the next level, you have to get TubeBuddy. You can support this podcast by signing up through our affiliate link. Just go to TubeBuddy.com slash Philip Van Dusen. It's easy to remember. Just type in TubeBuddy.com slash Philip Van Dusen to check it out. By adding TubeBuddy to your video workflow, I guarantee you your channel will grow much, much faster. Just go to TubeBuddy.com slash Philip Van Dusen and sign up for TubeBuddy today. Another one, number six, is how to find clients. What is the number one question I get asked wherever I am, whether I'm speaking at a university, whether I'm doing a live, whether I'm going live in my private Facebook group, whether I'm in my brand design master's guild mastermind, the people coming into my mastermind. Number one question, how to find clients or how to find more clients. 
that is one of the major failings, if not the major failing of the design school system and curriculum. How to get clients. How do you determine who your clients should be? Where do you find them? What kind of size company should it be? Entrepreneurs, small to medium-sized businesses, large businesses. How do you sell in your services to that particular client? How do you learn how to speak the language of business so they know that you're not just a mouse-pushing designer person, that you are capable of being a deeper level partner with them? How do you sell yourself? How do you describe what you do in a problem-solving kind of way? How do you communicate the ROI, the return on investment of what you do? How do you describe what the client is going to get if they hire you to do that thing? What's the result going to be for them? How do you engage with clients? How do you network? How do you reach out? This can be things like networking on LinkedIn, making cold connections. It can be doing research on your targets for figuring out who your customer target is going to be. What sort of industry are they in? What kind of size company are they? Where are they needing your sorts of services the most? How are you going to engage in content marketing in order to attract clients? How are you going to leverage word of mouth through your network connections to get recommended to you? What's the difference between cold outreach and warm outreach? How do you do cold outreach, completely cold? How do you do warm outreach? What does that look like? What do you say? How do you orchestrate going in and pitching a client where it's not the first time they've heard of you or they're expecting you to be good because of something that they've heard? How do you do paid advertising, which is completely cold and promotional marketing of yourself, but it's a way to get clients. It's a way to drive people to you. There's a million different ways that you can get clients in a lot of different sorts of funnels that you can use from email funnels to live funnels to lead magnet funnels and to cold networking funnels. And so how to get clients and that process is something they really completely gloss over in design. And I think it's a travesty. I think that it's, you know, they kind of take your tuition money and then they kick you out the door and say, good luck in the real world when they don't prepare you for all of the nuances of what you need to do to network, to establish relationships, to communicate with potential clients. And then once you get that initial meeting with them, how to land them, how to close them. And finally, how to build partnerships. And this one for me is a big one. And it's one I'm always talking about. And that is networking. New clients come from networking. New partners come from networking. How do you network? What are all the different ways that you can network? How do you build a network? How do you establish a network if you're working in-house in a company or agency? How do you build your network internally? And then how do you extend it outside of the company that you work for? So internal networking in-house, if you're an employee, is just as important as if you're a freelancer or working in an agency. Because those internal stakeholders, those internal coworkers, they're not gonna stay at that company forever. They're eventually gonna leave, they're gonna move, they're gonna go to a different company, they're gonna get an offer, they're gonna make more money, they're gonna move somewhere else. And by establishing a network relationship with them and friendship with them and staying in contact with them, those are the people who are going to be your referrers. They're gonna be the people who get your resume or your portfolio on the desk of the hiring manager so you're not throwing it into an internet job application black hole. They don't teach you how to do that sort of networking internally in a job that you have. They also don't teach you how to do that networking outside through LinkedIn or through conferences or through seminars or through mastermind groups. 
you want to make sure that you are building and having and establishing relationships outside of the design department. If you work and are employed by a company or agency, you want to make friends outside of your divisional area. You want to make friends in finance and in strategy and in production and in development and in photography and whatever other departments are on your company, you want to spread that net as wide as possible because those people are going to move to other places too. And learning how to do that is one of those survival techniques that can bulletproof your career when it comes right down to it. The other thing about this one is partnerships. And that is how do you operate as a consultant? How do you operate as an independent? What kind of agency models are there? So if you were working for yourself as a freelancer or starting your own thing, there's more than one type of agency. There's consulting agencies. There's virtual partnerships. There's subcontracting relationship sort of agency models. There are all sorts of different ways of running a creative professional business that have pluses and minuses to them. They don't give you much of an indication of even that aspect of business and running a creative business when you're in school. How do you turn network connections into subcontractors? How do you run a project using subcontractors? How do you pay them? How do you 1099 them? Which is, how do you give them their tax forms at the end of the year? Do you have to pay their health care? Should you actually bring them on as full-time employees? Like all of those things in terms of how you can organize a creative business, poof, they don't like handle it in design school. And having that kind of a knowledge is what equips you with being able to tread water in the business environment that there is today. If you'd like to help support the Brand Design Masters podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you want to stay up to date on all our content, products, courses, and live video shows, head over to philipvandusen.com slash muse and sign up for the Brand Muse newsletter. That's where we share all the latest news, resources, articles, books, and videos that we recommend to help you build and improve your creative practice, personal brand, and business. That's philipvandusen.com slash muse, M-U-S-E. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now.